Howdy homies, it's Diana, and it's been a minute since I potted at ya. But uh, after season two ended, I kind of took a little mental break uh, from the world, and uh, it was nice. But now I'm back to what we call reality. <laughs> and I have with me today Mr. Joe Bob Briggs, who I get is not that unique a guest for me, but we share a lot of the same experiences, and I really wanted to have a, a recap such with him for season two because there's a whole hell of a lot going on and we didn't really get to talk about it much um publicly i guess so uh i invited him to chat and that's what we're doing <laughs> thanks for tuning in hope that you are doing well despite all the craziness happening in the world right now thanks for hanging with us love ya and here we go. I am here with Mr. Joe Bob Briggs. Thanks for joining me. Joining me, Joe Bob. I'm happy to be here on the whatever we're on here. <laughs> it's I called guess Geek the, Talk. The Darcy the Male Girl podcast. Well, I'll uh, take that. Okay. You are the first person I've had like in real life in forever. I've been doing all this potting on my computer. So I'm actually kind of weird, like holding a mic and stuff. It's crazy. Well, real life, real life potting. We've done this before, yeah, haven't but we? It's been forever. It was like the whole world is different now. What? Because of Corona? Yeah. I guess so. I mean, you guess. Well, people aren't different. Well, they're just a little meaner now because they've aww. been forced to stay in their homes for too long. The way we have to do things change. I haven't interviewed someone in person in forever, so thank you for being here and not socially distancing for me. Oh, oh, well, I can't social distance from the mail girl. I would get no mail. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? I've been good. I mean, I've I uh, actually, I've taken, I've sort of ha been forced to take time off from my usual hectic schedule. Our because usual hectic schedule. Every, everything you. gets canceled. <laughs> know. Um, uh, you know, I just, you know, I booked my usual number of, live shows and conventions and things and one by one they just get canceled and it's like oh well your weekend yeah. is free <laughs> such is life in 2020 your weekend's free but you can't do anything with it yeah so uh, no i'm 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 okay with it well i'm very happy to be here and the purpose of today's pod is to recap season two yes the very interesting season two that happened it in the middle of a pandemic and yeah, social unrest and, oh my God. and uh, attacks, attacks on Twitter, attacks on the uh, show, yeah. and that was great. you know we yeah we yeah what a fun what a fun <laughs> season it was. I was like I was so excited about the season because I was like um, wow it's like we're gonna load it up with guests that that was part of our theory for season two was. Let's load it up with guests. Let's see how that works. Because normally it's just me talking, you know, straight to the camera. And some and that gets old. It does get old. <laughs> I mean, no, some some people say they prefer not to have guests, but I I would say that's a I like mixing it. That's up. a minority, you know. Um, uh, so, you know, rather than just have me talk straight to the camera and and uh, be the only person analyzing the movie, the idea was have you know have other people that can analyze the movie, including. Our opening week, we had Chris Jericho from the, from the wrestling world, Le you know, who's, who's a great. Uh, <laughs> you're such a Chris Jericho fan. You you stalked Chris Jericho to to bring him okay. onto the show. That makes me sound insane when you say that. I'm just very, well, you, I'm very persistent. You went to one of the one of the uh, matches and I held went to up several a, of the matches. Held up a sign that said. What did you see your sign say? It said, "Thank you, Jericho, for your for your Michael Myers theory." No one, no one around me knew what the hell I was talking about. I had like a oh, picture of Michael oh, Myers oh, oh. on my sign because he he had um, he had uh, uh, texted us or, or he or, sent an email. He sent an email yeah. the night we had um, uh, the night we were talking about theories of what made when, michael myers what he is today. right i put out a call for for theories and he's like well and, i have a theory and, and he, like, and he said him a truly bizarre theory <laughs> about about you know michael myers sexual orientation and <laughs> it was and, great and so because he did that you stalked him to come on the show and talk about his one of his i wouldn't call it his favorite movie but a movie that he has a long association with 
blood-sucking freaks. And that's why we showed blood-sucking freaks. Is and because, I'm so glad you did. A lot of people were not so glad that you did. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that, that's a tough movie for some people. Uh, uh, and, you know, and especially people that have kids. Now, one thing I didn't realize until this season, actually, <laughs> is that people let their kids watch the show. Sometimes really young kids. And um, so as a result of that, we... we the first movie tends to be kid friendly. Well, so, more so anyway. Well, not yeah, always kid not, friendly. <laughs> not always kid friendly, but but um, it's the kinder, gentler one of the two. But like, I'm amazed that I mean, I hope nobody let their kid watch Blood Sucking Freaks or Cannibal Holocaust, <laughs> which was our other controversial movie of. The, we'll get to that. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, but um, and you know, I and I occasionally get the cute letter from the. You know, the eight-year-old boy or the oh, nine-year-old girl. And, you have and, a lot of kid fans, that's for sure. And um, I think a lot of people let them watch your segments and then sometimes skip the movie. Like, I... Well, I even my segments, I'm talking about stuff that, you know, is really not... <laughs> really so not on that a, penis hot it's dog. Not on a, it's not on a kid level. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I don't really understand... I don't understand why the kids would keep watching, you know, but, you know, but anyway. You tell good uh, stories. Well, not for kids, though, you know, <laughs> and so I don't know what that is. But anyway, um, uh, so w- the idea was we would load up the season with guests and see how that works. And we had Tom Savini and we had uh, Kelly Maroney and we had uh, Doug Bradley and... and um, Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Lawrence and... and uh, Uncle Lloydy. Oh, Uncle Lloyd Kaufman, yeah. who, was, who was a big hit, even though... He was amazing. Here's what here's what I don't understand. Like I can say something slightly <laughs> off color, you know, and I'll get hammered. I'll get hammered online, you know. People say, "Well, it's, it's saying I'm an awful person for making this particular kind of joke." Lloyd was saying, you can say the "Lloyd fuck was he, he was making jokes. <laughs> he was going places I would never go. He was he was making AIDS jokes, you know." Don't you say that? Well, it's like, <laughs> what the... And I tried to protect him. I was like, I was like, tried to like sort of steer him back and say, Lloyd, you didn't really mean that, did you? And he's you know? like, no, I He's like, that. no, no, I totally meant that. You know, it was like, and, and Lloyd doesn't get that. You know, there's no, there's no like, there's no like cascade of, cascade of hatred towards, <laughs> towards trauma because of, because of things that Lloyd says. So it's like. I gotta, I gotta model my behavior after Lloyd. <laughs> no, you oh, now, then I can, no, you don't. No, you don't. For whatever reason, he can get away with it, but trust me, you cannot. <laughs> I mean, even the stuff he posts on his Twitter sometimes is like bonkers. I, I, we love I, him for I, it. I hesitate to retweet. It I know. It's like, even so. I hesitate to retweet it. I'm like Lloyd, let's read that in a little bit. But it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> seem to affect. It doesn't seem to. You know. I think uh, maybe he's just been like that for so long that people are so used to him. Well, I've been like that for so long it's like you know i've always made fun of everything yeah so um, we'll get to that in a minute too any, anyway <laughs> um so uh i so, gotta yeah. ask you about All heathers right. heathers right. was inadvertently controversial heathers was controversial oh yeah i, I just happen to this love this isn't heathers. horror why the hell are you showing heathers <laughs> i think heathers is horror we have a broad definition of horror and and uh and you know it's a it's a movie in in which you know, murders occur, and and, and so it qualifies as horror. We have we we intentionally have a very broad definition of horror. You could say the movie we showed with Lloyd was not horror. Trauma's War. That's very I true. Mean, I'm sure people uh, did. I mean, but <laughs> it had horror effects in it, and and uh, there are the, you know uh, we we want horror to be a big tent. You know, we don't we don't th- we think horror includes thrillers and it includes a certain type of dark comedy you know it, it includes things that are not just traditional horror but i also think that we don't i mean we're on shutter so that's why people automatically assume horror but i think that showing drive-in kind of movies are are interesting like i would love to show more just straight up of that like well, yeah, at dawn, it, i don't I know mean, that you can justify that as horror in any way right 
Deadbeat at dawn? Yeah, yeah, you can justify that. It's 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 about killing. It's about but violence. So is it's you know all kinds of it's, stuff. It's, it's more of an ac- it's more of an action movie. Right. And quite a few of the things that we show probably qualify more as as uh, action or thrillers or. But they mysteries. were already on Shutter. Like it's not, it's not like we I asked mean, for Deadbeat at dawn or Heather's. Like you they, can, you can say Shutter must assume that it's you, horror. You can mm-hmm. say Jalo is not horror. I mean, Jalo is closer to film noir you or could definitely say that or um, uh, mystery thrillers, you know. And yet we showed, uh, you know, Dario Argento's Deep Red, and um, and I would say most of our horror audience would be happy to see Deep Red, you know. And so, um, you know, it should be a big tent. Horror should be a big tent. Uh, uh, and I mean, if I were, if I were showing, if I had my, you know, my ideal genre show where we could show anything, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we would, we would, we would show a lot of pure action movie, low budget action, low budget sci-fi, um, like Skin and Max kind of shit. That'd be cool. Yeah. We would show, you know, the old, they don't really make these Andy anymore. Sedaris they don't make these anymore, but the old beach movies and yeah. stuff like that. And and so we we would be showing those, but we we don't show those. We don't go that far and say that's horror. Yeah. But um, but but things that have horror effects in them, we we show those as horror. And so um, I was kind of proud of our of our lineup of guests more than anything else. It's like we we packed it with guests and starting and off with Kelly Maroney. <laughs> Kelly Maroney was delightful as a first guest. She is you know? adorable, and I love her, and I'm so and, glad we had her. And Chopping Mall was oh, you know, so a glad we great way Mall. to start the yes. season. And um, so I, I made probably one too many Jim Wynorski jokes, but I think Jim, <laughs> I, I asked Kelly. You can handle it. I asked Kelly the next day if if uh, Jim was okay with it, and he she said he was. He was he was he was he was fine with it. So. Um, no, I, 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 I liked our our season, but our season was going on in the middle of chaos in the Dude. nation. And okay. I wanted to make it an oasis, you right. know, just a place and where you could come and escape escape the reality of the world. <laughs> you know? I would say that in general the actual show was that, but there was so much, because we tried to involve so much with social media, that that became not so much an oasis. It felt like every freaking week we had something that we had to fight with people about. Yeah, I mean, I tried to stay out of it, but people yeah, were you did. people were forcing for me. Well, <laughs> no, uh, people were trying to force me to take stands on things, you know. Like every single choice you made, anything that happened, anything that had nothing to do with you, it's like you need to have a political statement about everything, and no matter what you said, people got mad. Or if you didn't say anything, people got mad. It was it was so so crazy. Everything. Starting with, I think, was the first one. Oh no, the first was your, your old article. Do you wanna, do you wanna go there? That uh, was that was the first controversy which, of the season. Which old article? I have so many. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really. No, let's not go over all the. Okay. You know, let's not go over all that stuff. But, but. Um, I just want to say that. Let me say this okay. about it though. Anybody who wrote to me, uh, 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 that was upset or feeling left out or feeling that I had hurt their feelings or, or, or that I had gone too far in a bit or that I had written an article that they don't agree with. Anything, anybody that wrote to me, I wrote back to them personally. I, I did not send them a form letter. I didn't avoid whatever issue it was. I wrote back to them. Now, interestingly enough, uh, uh, many of them didn't w- really want to engage. It just ended there. But, but, a lot of but people I of, saw just wanted to say mean things to you and not listen to anything from your point of view back. Like they well, didn't but, want to no, have the conversation that you wanted to have. But some of them then followed up with thoughtful letters. Which is and, and I And I have to say, kind of backed down from their initial positions uh, uh, as we discussed it, you know. Uh, because, uh, I don't know, I... I attribute a lot of it to coronavirus. People, <laughs> people were cooped up, and normally they would look at their Twitter for an hour a day, and they were looking at it for twelve hours a day, <laughs> and they were getting worked up about all kinds of stuff. And they were sort of people like me just became collateral damage because we we were making too many jokes about you know touchy subjects and and, the, and i so. want to say like i'm like you should be called out if you go too far and and i definitely do call you out 
But some of the stuff, like some of the accusations that were lobbed against you or whatever, angered me personally because it was, a lot of stuff was taken out of context. Like people, like you're a satirist. People would take one particular sentence of one article and say, see, he's clearly whatever. You know what I mean? And and you're just so not. Like if people would listen or, or read the complete article or hear what you're actually trying to say, well, the thing they is, they would realize that you you aren't. Well, the thing is, I'm an old white man, okay, and so so you're automatically got. Uh, you have to they, prove yourself. They not. automatically <laughs> they automatically think that I represent certain things, right? And, from Texas and, at that. Yeah, from <laughs> Texas, and I and I wear a bolo tie. Yeah, you know? fuck so, you. <laughs> and so they think they think certain things, you know, based on that, and and they they. Uh, um, I when I write, I think that we're all in this together, and I'm sorry to use that cliche, but but I think it just in terms not 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 in terms of coronavirus. I think in terms of of just the, the world <laughs> is one place, and we're all the same, and we're all we're all flawed. We're all deeply flawed, and so I write in a way that I make fun of everybody and everything. And for most of my career, the response to that has been they make fun at, uh, of me back. It's only been recently that um, the making fun of people, the response is hate-filled. Mm-hmm. And because they think there are certain subjects that are you should never make fun of, you right, should off, never make off, a joke about. And, <laughs> and so... And so, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I, I have to admit, I'm kind of reconsidering uh, how I frame things simply because apparently we've entered a new era of, Americans have always been comedians, amateur comedians. Every American has always been an amateur comedian. Every American? And, Pretty much. I mean, when you go Don't generalize, old man. Listen, when you when you go to somebody's retirement party, what does everybody do? They roast the guy. Mm-hmm. They make jokes. They make fun. You know, and that's the American tradition. They don't do that in Germany. They don't do that in other places. But that's always been our tradition. Now suddenly, that's not so much our tradition anymore. It's like um, uh, joking has become toxic to some people. And it hurts them deeply. And they tell me, you know, that hurt me deeply that you made that joke. Well, okay, I guess if we're, if we're fracturing apart like that, then, then maybe I should reconsider, you know, how I frame joking. You know, but it's never your intention ever to, like, actually hurt It's satire. That's right. how satire works. You point out flaws in all in of us. In a jovial way. And you... <laughs> You point out irony in the culture. You point out flaws. You point out ways people think they are, but they're really not that way. You know, you just find these you find these cracks in the culture, and you make fun of them. Well, that apparently doesn't it's not work. Right now. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like I admit it. You know, it's like people get so angry. They get so angry, and um, so uh, I'm actually reconsidering the whole thing. I, I've done it for 39 years I, and, and it worked for 38. It worked for, <laughs> it worked for 38 of those years. I think, I think this is the first time I've encountered anything like this where that, where it comes back at you so, so strong and so serious and not in a joking way and not in a, I'm going to make fun of you way because you made fun of me indicating you know a fractured culture where, where we're not sure. where we're not we're not one people anymore uh we you know you have to take sides you know people are forcing us to take sides so it's it's a strange strange time and i think we we had a hit a perfect storm of it in the middle of season two and i didn't really know how to react to it because i regard the show as a party and i want people to come to the party and relax and be away from coronavirus and be away from um, uh, whatever's troubling them in, in real life. And so if they come to the party and suddenly they're hit with a bunch of political messages because they're on Twitter that day or something, you know, it's like going to an amusement park with your family and there's some guy with a megaphone screaming at you as you're trying to put your kids on the roller coaster. And and I, so I don't want that. I don't want the. I don't want that atmosphere surrounding the show. Uh, everybody is welcome. And what we have 
in common on the show is we're all horror fans. That's what unites us. Our, the rest of our life is is very diverse. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very diverse people, you know. Uh, but the one thing we have in common is that we have this love for horror. And um, that's quite, kind of separates us from society in a way. <laughs> yeah, you we're know. already separated enough. We don't yeah. have to separate more. <laughs> yeah, so um, so we shouldn't be fighting among ourselves because we've already got our we've we've already got our commonality that should be bringing us together. So uh, if I stand in the way of that in any way, then uh, then you know slap me, you know slap me across the face, Darcy. <laughs> You know, no problem. <laughs> uh, you know, tell me, stop being an old white man. You know, or whatever. You know, I will say that, like, if there was any truth to any of these, uh, I just don't even like. You are a good person, like two thousand percent. If there's anything racist or homophobic Darcy, or genuinely problematic is, about okay. you. Nobody's totally a good person, okay? It's I don't think like, that's true. I we're all flawed. We're, we're all, all flawed, flawed, but this doesn't make you not a good person. But like, okay, but what what unites you are us, a better person than but, most people I've ever met. But what How's unites that? us is our weaknesses, not our not our not our strengths. Can both? We're, unite we're us? united by our weaknesses, by our 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 you know. I think we can be united by strength too. But I, we're all I, trying I used to, to have the, I used to have this slogan. I can't say it anymore. But but, but I used to say. Um, uh, we're all handicapped. Okay, every, slap, slap, every, slap across the face. Every last one of us. But you're not supposed to use the word handicapped right. anymore. So <laughs> I guess I would say we're all broken. Okay? okay, I'll take that. All of us are broken. And so um, uh, we're just broken in different ways. And uh, uh, what unites us is when we acknowledge our brokenness. And that's what com- that's what good comedy is created from. And so I'm, I'm getting way too... Uh, uh, <laughs> analytical about what we do because because a lot of times we're it's just true. making we're showing a lot of horror times we're showing horror films and making cheap jokes you know so exactly. I'm getting way too analytical but um, but uh, I I didn't like to see that coming into the world of of the last drive-in simply because it's not what we're about and but what my thought was you didn't like me like like okay. overstating how nice you are but you are but like if if there's anything like that about you, if you were racist or, or mean or anything, like I wouldn't work for you. Like I wouldn't support that. Literally, oh I just yeah, because you're fucking woke. You're, <laughs> you're like so woke. You're like you're, you're marching for stuff I've never heard of. And so <laughs> you're like every week you're going to a march, right? With a, mean, di- with a different T-shirt. You know, you buy the T-shirt too. But I'm sincere in it. I'm not just like following trends. I've been like that forever. Because like I we know. should try to make positive change in the world. And if you were somebody who was actively stuck in in, in mindsets that I thought were problematic, or I would not no, support you. you. I would you, call you out in a no, second. No, you've told me about stuff to give money to that I didn't know to give money to because <laughs> I didn't know it existed before. And so you know that's 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 the advantage of an old white man knowing somebody like you. Because it's although I already knew about the turtles, you know, we we oh, uh, you want to get to that cannibal holocaust? Well, controversy? Can I, <laughs> let me just say this: okay. the I got more bad mail about the cannibal holocaust than about this other stuff that we're talking about because, uh, you know, the animal rights people really came after us for showing. Uh, cannibal holocaust now my defense of it is that you know it's it's a genuine genre it was mostly made in italy it was not made here but but it was a it it was a genre that existed for some time in horror history and in fact eli roth did a did a homage to it when he made green inferno in 2013 um but um uh, we should acknowledge all genres of horror and um, as I told you at the time that you were threatening to quit <laughs> because we were going to show Cannibal Holocaust. Um, exactly. I they, was, they used yeah. all the dead animals for food. Mm-hmm. They fed the village with the, with the food from the animals that were killed during the making of the movie. Uh, and I know that's not justification for it. You know, it, but, it helped a little bit because initially when you said it, I literally was like, fuck you. 
if you show this, I'm not going to be part of this. Like, no fucking way. We're not doing this. I was going, like, all protesty on you as soon as you just told me. And that me was you before you had watched the movie. You exactly. Hadn't even, you hadn't even seen the movie, and you were, like, going, we're not doing this. Just from its rep, I purposely avoided it my entire life. Like, I'm never watching this. at least promise me you'll watch the movie in advance next time? Well, Before that, we have the fight. But we should tell this whole story. Because, like, <laughs> I, it was... I was so fucking mad. I was like, turtles get fucking murdered. That's all. Like, a lot of animals actually get murdered in those. But you only ever hear about the turtle. But I was like, no fucking way a are monkey? we fucking showing this. Monkey. People love monkeys. I know. And it's so graphic. And it's so sad to watch. A mundi. Okay. We don't have to recap all the deaths <laughs> in it. It's a fucking very hard movie to watch. But the point was, like, you, you told me... Because I was so upset to just calm down, give it a chance, watch it. And if I still feel the same way, then we'll have a combo about maybe changing it out. So I watched it completely, 2,000% prepared to tell you, fuck you, you're not showing this fucking piece of shit movie. But as I watched it, keeping in mind that the animals were used as food, that helped a lot. It wasn't just like a prop. Um, I actually agreed with you. Like I could see the merit in showing it, so I... I quit my protest and said, let's fucking do it, which shocked me. But then I saw all the people having the same reaction that I did, like people that hadn't seen it, just automatically, based on its reputation, hating it. So I, I, I and understood. You, and all, but also, <laughs> we, we accommodated everyone by saying, look, if you, if you, if you truly uh, don't want to watch the movie, we'll post the... Um, uh, uh, the uh, in, the the segments. Yeah, that was a really good idea. And so on the following day, you could you could watch the, seg- just the segments, just just our segments without the movie if right. you wanted to do that. I don't know why anybody would want to do that actually, but anyway, our segments were long. We had a cook off, man. But anyway, um, we we tried to you know we tried to acknowledge that it's. It's not for everyone. It's, it's not for everyone. Watch. If you don't, if you don't want to watch it, then you're and still you, you're still in the mutant family. Yeah, in other words, I thought you handled you it know. really, really, just nicely and thoughtfully. And we we put up five thousand warnings, and I did my best to tweet out like before it even started. Someone was kind enough to exactly put up at what minute marker problematic shit popped up how long it lasted like i tweeted that out before and was still trying to tweet look away look away fortunately <laughs> a couple of times i wasn't fast enough and one time my phone fucking died right before the turtle my phone fucking died i was like screaming at my phone oh, like man. i know i was like but, i hope you guys knew to turn away when the turtle got on camera because holy shit but but also but good Darcy, came from it i would what? like to pose a question okay <laughs> how come no one cares about looking away when it's the brutal killings of of people because we know that that's not actually what happened it's it's still fake you know okay. this is actual real like that monkey is fucking adorable little monkey okay, really re- is dead remember the adulteress that's killed yeah but it's the... not real it's hard to watch but it's not real but i also did okay. tweet out like rape warnings and stuff like that because obviously that's oh yeah people yeah how about the extended rape scenes exactly there's plenty of reasons not to watch (laughs) cannibal holocaust trust but and and i did the best i could to be like rape look away but it's fucking hard and there's so there's honestly every five minutes by the end i was just like god just if you've made it this far you're fine just why do you think people are are worse with rape than with murder in movies it's like people have a harder time looking at rape than looking at murder where there's actual death. Wow, that's actually kind of true. Maybe it just seems so real. Um, I guess so. I don't know. The murder just seems like you know that person is, is alive later and then the rape just seems like it really could be happening. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't really psychoanalyzed uh, it. but Usually it looks pretty goofy actually. But anyway. <laughs> it looked pretty real in Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. Cannibal Holocaust was, was intense Brutal. the way it was filmed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but honestly, like I love that goodness came out of it because the the mutant family took it upon themselves to start raising money for turtle sanctuaries. Yeah, you guilted me so much <laughs> that on the day that on the day of the of the screening, um, I gave some money and posted a thing to the turtle rescue place in uh, Jupiter, Florida, because I had spent several years working on a book in Jupiter, Florida, and so I had been to this place that that uh is really an amazing place they take they take uh 
uh, turtles that have been um, uh, mangled by boat propellers, you mm-hmm. know, for example, and they they get them back to where they can. Uh, you know, they, it takes, it takes months and months, sometimes over a year to like nurse them back to health in these tanks and everything. And then they eventually, you know, release them back. There are a few of them, there are a few of them that are too old, so they just keep them there, you know, but, but that they eventually release them back into the ocean. And, um, uh, and they, they, they force the, uh, the people to turn off their lights so the, the little baby turtles don't get confused when they come out of the egg. The, the, when, when, the, when the baby turtles come out of the eggs, they, uh, they go for the light because the light is on the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so they're supposed to like go to the ocean and then they come back in 37 years or some godforsaken number of, you know, they don't come back for like four decades or something, but they remember where that was. They come back yeah. to the exact same place. And so if, if there's a bunch of house lights on by the ocean... They'll go in the wrong direction and they'll die, mm. you know, or the birds will get them, you know. And so they they have all these, like, moni- monitors, volunteers, who during the uh, hatching season will be out there on the beach. And it's like, that motherfucker over there has his light on. Go <laughs> tell him to turn the fucking light. You know, it's like they get, like, really aggressive, you know, so that the little hatchlings will always go to the water. And they won't they won't, like, get confused. So people were donating to not only that one, but um, other people put up or the other turtle sanctuaries too. I remember one in North Carolina that they were they were struggling because they were shut down during Corona. Yeah, the, yeah, the turtles got lots of money got, that weekend. They so, got mutant so, so you know, we saved bail. we saved a bunch of turtle <laughs> lives. You know, I would just like people to know that we saved some turtle lives that weekend. And also, <laughs> like, I had a lot of people writing to me, like curious and wanting to try out vegetarianism or veganism because they were so disturbed watching where meat comes from in cannibal holocaust which is i think a pretty cool thing too i know a lot of people were asking me they have like allergies and it's like i thought i could never be vegetarian but i would really love to stop and and i talked to them and sent them ways around it and ways to be you know ease into vegetarianism and it's pretty fucking Boy, that's cool. that's a leap why? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I was watching cannibals kill a turtle, and so I became a vegan. Yeah, why not? I became a <laughs> vegan or vegetarian because I watched Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and they had soul pizza. So what? I was like, yeah, like the sausage was fucking souls. And I'm like, fucking hell. I was souls? Yeah, don't you remember? We talked about well, this a little bit on the on And the that's season. what caused you to become vegan? No, vegetarian. And okay. then vegan became later when I found out, like, the treatment of, like, dairy cows and blah, blah, blah and shit like that. But vegetarian, where I don't want to eat meat anymore, was, like, early on, eighth grade or something, the first time I saw... You stopped eating meat in eighth grade? Yeah. Wow. Whenever I first saw... Uh, you were so amazingly healthy. Okay. It wasn't for healthy. It's because I didn't want to eat animal souls. <laughs> I don't think you. Anyway, so okay. people that watch me get killed said, okay. "I don't want to kill animals to eat them anymore." Like, and and they saw the the options we were giving and and the the barbecue ribs and stuff that we made look good to them. So they're like, "I would like to try." Okay, that. so would you say our critics were wrong and we did a good thing for mankind? <laughs> I'm not. We, yes, we did a great thing for the mankind. Week, the weekend we showed. <laughs> I think cannibal holocaust because I saw some really people were really mean to you like calling you basically the devil for showing cannibal holocaust and I would like to say just because we chose a movie you don't have to watch it like I, I don't think it's as bad as people also are I called out Ruggiero Deodato on his bullshit you know the things that the things that they'd said that weren't true about the movie I you know we we did like call what? them out on that stuff I don't remember like what well you know, he he was he was um, um, he 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 was making claims that uh, he had. First of all, there's no the names of the villagers. They're not on the movie. They were mm-hmm. in the movie, but their names are not on the movie. In other, in other words, like they weren't exactly yeah. They weren't exactly you know treating the villagers as equals and. Um, uh, and he's he claimed that he that he uh, helped the village and everything. I don't think he did, you know. But uh-huh. well, I mean, they injected 
a little bit of money into the economy mm-hmm. of the place, but n- no, you know. Um, and he would. There's plenty of testimony from people that worked on the film that he was kind of a dick. <laughs> I mean, he he was he was a he was a tough uh, guy to work for. Um, uh, he he occasionally turns up at a horror con, and of course he's revered now, and he's nice, and he t- he tries to write off. He has learned. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but um, anyway, uh, that's enough Cannibal Hawk. That was, <laughs> okay. That was one movie that we Did showed. Did we have any more controversy? It seems like Back to Back was happening constantly, but I think that was our biggest ones. Uh, Blood Sucking Freaks was controversial. Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust was controversial. Heathers. heathers? I don't get Heathers. I, I mean, we're just, we, we already covered like yeah. why, but like there was so much like what the fuck. That's such it? a great movie. It's it is like movie. if we have a chance to show Heather's, let's fucking show Heather's. Like, yeah. a lot of people, I'm shocked by how many people hadn't seen Heather's before, and like, I've never heard of those or whatever. I'm like, what? It's such a classic. So especially, I dressed as Heather's from the musical without even realizing like how big a movement that is. Like, people love Heather's musical, and I've seen it since then. It's actually really good. We yeah. should have talked more about it and sung from it. Yeah, <laughs> and. Um... Um, yeah, I, th- I thought we had a great lineup with, actually with one exception. What, you know what was? that exception is. I know what they are to me, but what was your exception? Well, well, you tell me yours first. No, you tell me yours first. The movie that you thought we shouldn't show? Uh, there was several of those. <laughs> which one? Really? Yeah. Really? Which one? There are ones that I would never program ever. Really? Which? Well, I would never show Debbie to Dawn. Deadbeat at Dawn? I mean, a lot of people end up liking it, but a lot of people didn't, and I'm team, not so much. <laughs> that is a classic indie film from guys who had no money, no that's resources, cool. and but actually got that film made. Like that, that are better. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, oh. that's that's a really great film. So that's and not what you were talking about then. No, I was talking about the one that you. Tetsuo. If you aren't talking about uh, Tetsuo, then I'm lost. Because Tetsuo, I would never show. But a lot of people like that one, too. And Austin, our director, I'm not loves a, the shit out of it. I'm not a fan of Tetsuo. But I can tell you from the mail on Tetsuo, there were there are people who, who worship Tetsuo. There absolutely are. I made plenty of like just cutesy, snide remarks. And people are like, oh, I fucking love Tetsuo. I'm like, I'm glad you do. Um, I... People say that they play that in the background at like rave clubs or fucking whatever. And I could see just that. Like background is your like stoned and fucking having fun but just sitting down to watch it as a movie not my jam it has a it has a real status in the punk community right like i can i can see that and 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 i love your little and like i say (laughs) no like i say we have a we have a big tent we we include a lot of different subgenres under the genre of horror and that's one of some really classic classic like 30s like black and white stuff too like i constantly ask to have more 30s 40s and 50s horror we need that and, um, hammer, show some hammer. Especially, um, especially forties. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, it's it's all a matter of what we what we can acquire. No, the film I w- the film I would not have expected is uh, the one that you unearthed. Uh, oh, from <laughs> you know. And, oh, duh. And and. Uh, Oh you know, no, that one needs that to stay. Like, Are you kidding me? That's that a highlight. Like an elaborate practical joke, you know, no. to, to to force me to it's show Hogzilla. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I was actually surprised that we didn't have more uh, tune outs that night. Oh uh, my god, people were so it was so bad. <laughs> I mean, you have it's to so admit bad. Hogzilla may be one of the worst movies we've ever aired. Okay, right? movie wise, but love behind it counts for something you want to talk about indie uh, people that got something made hog fucking zilla motherfucker oh man Hogzilla, but... hogzilla, hogzilla. <laughs> but you finished it i mean you finished the movie you, i you and your friends in la finished the movie right we yeah we i mean it wasn't even in a form sh- that could be released and then it's like they thought there was were, no way to like open the old files and then you and... were so determined to get it on the air that that uh you know <laughs> we 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 uh, we ended up showing it. I'm so fucking. I just it, it became a mission back. I don't remember who they originally asked about it, but one of the letters that we read on air was, "What's up with Hogzilla?" And I was like, "What's Hogzilla?" 
and it went from there and so many people helped out with all these like it was like a mystery trying to unravel who had hogzilla because as far as we knew like the internet made it seem like it was released it said like hogzilla 2015 so we're like where's hogzilla and and so many people wrote me like it was so sweet with like information like this person was a first ad and this person like like cluing y'all scooby doing it together and so we finally found out we found Diane, and we found out that it had never Diane actually. Diane Jock, the, yes, the, the director. director, who had never, it had never actually been finished. It had never actually been put out. It went into some kind of uh, a legal fight, uh, you know. It was that, and then also the original editor apparently died before they they finished, and then with all the fighting, it just got shelved and never finished. Well, but here's the thing. I, I mean, I know Diane, and Diane is a good director. She's done uh, documentaries and musical uh, uh, TV shows and things, and she knows what she's doing, but I don't know why. There must have been, like, they must have run out of funds or something because there. how hard would it be to show the hog? <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, I wish there was so much more hog in there. I mean, there was there was there was a fake hog that they showed in that close up a great couple to times. To me, and she hated it. She was. She I know. Was even now, like I want to take out any hog that's in there. She hated the hog, <laughs> and so I thought, well, why not just go to a zoo or a nature preserve where they have wild hogs, and shoot them in fast speed film so you can do them in slow mo. Uh, you know, get them charging at the camera or something. You know, there's some way to do wild hogs. I and, offered. And, you know, and uh, uh, and and there's just too little hog in the movie. There's definitely not enough hog. <laughs> when we make Hogzilla two, oh my god, <laughs> which oh is gonna my god. happen? Hogzilla two. We shall two. have so much hog. I mean, what can it be? Uh, well, at least I won't be in it because I I vanished at the end. Of, no, the way I, I see I it, walked into you're the, the, the guardian of the hog. You, your spirit did, has to did, come back and guide people. Did you not see me vanish at exactly. the end of the movie? You're the did guardian. you not see me disappear? You're the hog guardian. I think I was a dream. I, what? I, don't, th I don't think I even existed. No, you're a ghost. We already established that. <laughs> We're a ghost. Your okay. spirit lives so in the woods. So I can't be in Hogzilla 2 because I'm a, I'm a ghost now. Why? So, I, your spirit lives in the woods and protects everybody from Hogzilla. So wherever Hogzilla is, you go. You're connected to the hog spiritually. So yeah, you can be in Hogzilla 2. It's going to happen. Oh, you know what we should talk about too? What about mayhem? People were freaking out during mayhem. Are, are we are we oh, done with mayhem? Hogzilla real quick? Yeah, we're done with Hogzilla. <laughs> well, why why I brought that up? Because I thought that Joe would Joe Lynch would be an amazing director for Hogzilla too. So that's what made me think oh about mayhem. God. Wouldn't he? That'd be so fun. Oh my god! Well, I'm gonna talk to Joe. I, um, <laughs> I I warned Joe in advance. I said I said. Joe, you know, there's certain things about mayhem that I'm going to make fun of. <laughs> and yeah, you did. And and um, and I said, feel free to hit me up. I said, back. you know, feel free to to debate with me, you know, well uh, online. So Joe takes that to me. Holy fuck! Fuck you, Joe Bob. Dude. And by the way, fuck you. He was so <laughs> fucking harsh, and he was calling you out on like everything from your past. Like he was bringing oh, up casino. He was and, posting stuff from. It was. It was and funny. And people were upset. People, so people got upset because they thought we were really feuding. Yes. And and because uh, I did too. Like if I didn't know, I'd be no, like, Joe is we, mad. We were not really feuding. I had sort of encouraged Joe to defend his movie. But damn, he did. And, and with uh, a vengeance. And he, he looked at that as a as a reason to attack me. It and was so nuts. and so uh you And know, that was dividing people I, too. I deserved every fuck you. Yes, you know, you I, I, I <laughs> in fact when I watched it when I watched it again, I thought I probably underrated it a little bit. I I, 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 I really did. Um, I mean you still gave it a good rating, didn't you give it three stars, I think? I think I gave it two and a half. Did I, you can't really? I can't remember. But hmm. but um uh, but I probably you were mostly hard on his um, commentary track. <laughs> well, Joe, your commentary track sucks. If you listen to this, don't start you know, it again. It's like that—that that was the worst commentary track ever. Don't do, don't ever do that again. Don't, wow. Don't discuss your don't discuss your bowel movements on the commentary track, please. And, and we don't need any more fighting. And so, um, actually, I, you know, I want to show another Joe Lynch film and have him wrong turn too. Have him on the show, you know. He wants to 
fight just you. so we can fight yeah fight for do real. it bring them yeah. on man yeah steel cage death match well yeah. everything's different right i know that the next season we have to shoot again like we had to hurry up and shoot this one we're gonna have to be in a different environment yes. for the next season because we have to socially distance and we <sighs> we can't uh we can't have guests uh in the actual set and there's so, definitely no live shooting just everything has to be again super rushed no guests no we can have guests but we just have to figure out some way to do them remotely. The guests can't travel. we got to get really creative with the guests. Right. Uh, so, it's just all going to be really different. I'll I tell you one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do one of those cheap-ass CNN Skype <laughs> Skype interviews where there's a delay in the sound. And I'm there's, glad to hear that. And there's, you know, this fuzzy image like they're, you know, like there's Vaseline on the lens or something. You know, we're not going to do those. We're going to we're going to figure out some way to actually way. to actually, you know, have it be a, a real interview in HD that's, you know, well shot and everything. So um, we'll make it work. That's always but, our motto. We made this season work, even though everything's yeah. shutting down and we'll make next season work, too. Yeah. And so uh, I just don't want to. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna try to keep um, politics out of the season. I would like to keep politics out so. of the season, <laughs> and um, uh, and but I I I look. It's a challenge, but I look forward to it. I think we have. Um, um, uh, unfortunately, some of my favorite people had agreed to be guests. I know. In season God, three, it kills me. Really, superstar. In my opinion, su- <laughs> yes. super superstars of horror and um i guess i'm gonna have to do them remotely well some just were i still feel like maybe we can talk them into it if it's remote but like we had something so no, big planned and I was two so of them excited. have agreed to do it remotely yeah. but I, I still i still hate not being able to like just do a regular interview with them one was uh, supposed to be on like oh I, I i whatever one of them is my number one favorite guy in the yes. in the world, and 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 another one and another one is a, a director that I just have the utmost respect for, um, and um, uh, it's well, just we're gonna make it fun. It's killing we're me. Gonna work it it's out. It's killing me. See, I, I we have some directors. Uh, I I I have a bias. I I love talking to the directors much more than I love talking to the actors. And so I can tell. And so um, when we get the directors to agree to come on, I'm just like I'm I'm, I'm in Hogzilla heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, uh, and so we have two of the biggest ones, the absolute biggest ones coming on, and we have to do them remotely. And I'm just like I'm bummed. I'm bummed. Two. I'm trying to think. Who. You know. We'll have so. to talk about this after. Okay. I know right. one. All right. Who's number two? Um, so, um, but anyway, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll make it, <laughs> we'll make it work. And Darcy, we'll give you a, we'll give you a six foot selfie stick <laughs> so, so, so you can make sure there's plenty of distance between us at all times. Man. So, so we'll get you a cool mask. Oh, I got tons of cool masks. I got cool ones you, you can borrow. You love coronavirus. I love because, it, yes. Because you don't like to be out in public where people can see <laughs> see your face. I like to hide. So you love having a mask. You it's know. fucking great, That's, that, you, you, that, you know, you're Plus, the only person who's There's like, so many cool masks. No, I'm not the only one, you, No, you're the only person who says... Um, he writes to the governor saying, "Would you please extend the mask, uh, the, <laughs> mandatory, mandatory, the mandatory always. mask uh, <laughs> rules?" <laughs> you know, I think we should wear our masks for at least five more years. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some cool ones for you to borrow too, man. I have quite the mask collection now. There's some, there's some stylish ones. <laughs> Did you see the one well, Tom Savini and and I I don't remember his full name, but Baking Jason put out the like full no. Jason. Oh, you're gonna see but it. I, but I'm I gonna was, bring it for you. I was actually looking for some Western wear masks, and um, of a, course you were. a lot <laughs> a lot of the Western wear masks are um, uh, naked cowboys. I think you need a naked cowboy <laughs> Western wear mask. Should I get a naked cowboy? Absolutely. You know, there's like. They look kind of like strippers, you know, but they have a cowboy hat on. And they, I think that says Joe Bob. All... <laughs> I, I look at that and I think that, that has but, Joe Bob all over but it. But that's a thing. You know, the naked cowboy is a thing. 
<laughs> so there used to be a naked cowboy in uh, in Times Square. I guess really? he, he probably can't work there now because of COVID. It was like a real person. Yeah, the naked cowboy. He was naked. You never heard of the naked cowboy? Uh-uh. Yeah, he played the guitar and. Was he like literally naked? He he may have had a jock strap on or something, oh, wow. but other than that, he was naked. Yeah, that's interesting. He he was he was a, a fixture in Times Square for years. Was he kind so, of like the people that are on Hollywood Boulevard, like or there? Absolutely, all, yeah, like, yeah. He was like you know you would have your picture taken with him. And... I would that. <laughs> okay, you should recreate that. That's your Halloween costume. Naked who's, the, who's the naked sax player? You, you know, from from, Lost from the Lost Boys, yeah. Oh, that don't make me remember. Isn't he name called right the now. Naked Sax Guy? I don't think he is. He's called naked the Oily Sax, sax Guy. <laughs> the what? The Oiled Up Sax Guy. But you can call him naked if you want. I thought he was the Naked he Sax Player. Pants. Huh? He wears pants. He's not naked. I thought he was naked. No. The guy in Lost Boys that no, plays he's the just sax. Topless. Okay. He just has a lot of baby oil, but he's awesome. Okay. Remember well, when we went to his show? I love anybody who's naked and plays an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great sound bite for you. <laughs> I think we have to talk about, though, the fact that early on when all the controversy first started, I was in a very bad place. Like, I was really upset and really sad because I was worried about you. Well, you, talk you, about you that? worry too much. No, I don't want to no, talk about that. We're talking about Especially it. since you also had a BDD breakdown. <laughs> we're talking about you of, first. We're going no, in chronolog- no, chronological order. No. Isn't, because this, isn't this show just 30 minutes long? It can be however long we want it to be. No, I think it's over. You have to tell people that you had COVID. Uh, no. I. You had I the mean, Rona, as when, people when, say. When all that, um, when all that uh, controversy was going down on, on Twitter, uh, you you wanted me to tell people that I had coronavirus. Because they need because, to lighten the fuck up. They were stressing you out even well, more. No, but I could still be at my computer and answer those emails and things. But you here's know, the thing. It was, it was not... It was not like I was on a ventilator. I literally so. thought, because I didn't know that much about Corona, I thought it was an automatic death sentence for someone in your age bracket. Like I, uh, and I heard you, like you couldn't breathe, and you were in so much pain. Get you, informed, Darcy. <laughs> you know, not everybody dies from okay, coronavirus. Okay, but a lot okay. of people do, and I was worried as shit about you, and you were not yourself, and you were. It was sad to hear you, and I was crying constantly and so scared that I was never going to see you again. Well, and everybody a, was piling on you. There was just a perfect storm of all this stuff happening at the same time. Nothing perfect about this storm. But I was, but I was, uh, I was able to, you know, be on social media you, and ans- answer the the uh, uh, you know the criticism. You and told everything. me to act like everything was normal. Not say anything about it, even when we we're. You know, on- you know why? Because I don't like people using it as a platform, whether they have it or don't have it, or you know they had it or they're you know, it shouldn't be a platform for. And that's fine, whatever. and I respected that, but it was really, really hard. Many, 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 many people have had it, and most of them were much uh, worse off than me. So it, it's not. Um, uh, we sh- we should we should. Uh, and and actually, I wish everybody thought it was a death sentence because then everyone would wear the fucking mask, and then we would get rid of it. You know, um, like I uh, remember, like w- when the season was going, you were like, "Just be happy, just act normal." And I wanted, like, even just tweeting was hard happily because, like, I just was so fed up with all the people being so mean to you and then so worried about you, and I had to be like, "Yay, let's watch." fucking heathers or whatever like i give a shit right now but like but like i started to like it was like a reprieve for me too because like i would get into it for other people and then i would actually be into it but then as soon as it was over i go back to crying and being worried about you and fucking know, checking but, in on you but you know what it's like we can't make the show about us <laughs> this show is about those movies you I know understand. And, and that's so, why I followed it, but God, I just remember being so and, fucking down and so worried and still trying to be like, yay, okay, bam, it's Friday night. But we're the <laughs> oasis. We're the place where you come not Try to, to worry not to worry about stuff like that. But you know? when we're worried, so, that's hard. Okay, but that's our job is to, <laughs> okay. is to be the, pl- the happy place, you know? Be the... You know the guy who runs the roller coaster. He he has he has bad days. Oh, they look cranky but, plenty of times. But, but you, <laughs> they don't always look happy. But she, you, you don't you don't want him to bring that into his his job. Oh, trust me, they do. Especially Play. if you're on the roller coaster. You know? <laughs> like fuck you, sit in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought the reason that the Coney Island roller coaster is so scary 
you know, it's a wooden coaster. Mm-hmm. And is that the reason it was so scary? Is that when you first get on it and you go around the first turn before you go up, you pass this guy who's in a spaghetti strap t-shirt smoking with a bad beard and he's not paying attention and he's the guy who's at the controls of the of the it's true of this roller coaster and i always thought oh i wasn't scared but now i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> and then you start up that incline you know and then and that roller coaster beats you up but uh, but i always thought you know it's like yeah that if you see one of those old carny guys running a ride, you always go, oh, yeah, now I'm scared. That's a little scary. <laughs> for me, it's the, it's the small ones that come to town. And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to go on this fucking upside down Gravitron or fucking whatever it is. And, like, they clearly don't care. And a lot of times, like, the seatbelts aren't working right and shit. Yeah. Like, and did you bolt this down to this asphalt parking lot? Because, <laughs> you know. But you uh, know what? It's like pays your money it takes your chances i want to go on this ride i hope for the best <laughs> uh living large okay <laughs> did we cover everything for the season we covered we everything did, except right? i mean we should mention you know you had a bdd meltdown but we we'll, we'll, we'll deal that with that in another podcast because we talk about that we do enough i guess i guess we could say real quick we, we just want you to it be was healthy yet another thing that and you're happened and, during the season. we, we want you to be healthy mm-hmm. and i think everyone has sent you messages of goodwill and there definitely has been a lot of niceness and i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out to people on my blog and write another one but it, it got to be but let me just say okay. i'm glad that you wrote that confessional um <laughs> uh, uh, i don't know it's sort of explaining your whole life of having the it's very raw that's for sure uh, yeah <laughs> but because i think uh, people responded to that in a positive way. Which I, and, and, I super appreciate. I just, like, it was and, so much of the season of, of there but, was so much piling on. I'm like, just this one more okay, thing, but I listen, can't take anymore. But listen to me. P- but even, even aside from that, people who are suffering from poor self-image of any kind responded to that in um, a very uh, positive way, like, like, okay, this is... You know, it, it, it softened uh, the um, oppression that they live under. And so that was a great thing that you did. Well, thank you. But it, it's really hard. Like, one, I, I just know there's no way I'm going to get back to everyone because it was so much. And, and I appreciate that so much. But also, I, I, I'm like you with the people that are writing you. Like, I don't want it to be a blanket. Like, I talk to everyone. Like, and there's so many people that shared so many intense stories with me. They had me crying all over again for them. It was like... It's very, very emotional thing, and reading all these stories made me so sad, but I'm glad that they reached out to me and have somebody to talk to about it, but I'm sorry that anybody has to go through any of this, and I, I kind of read it because it's like I would have loved to have stepped away from the internet and just not hear about this anymore, like constant just meanness, and, and I'm seeing that it's to so many people. And it makes people scared to do anything online and express themselves, and it shouldn't be like that. But here's the good thing that you're doing, and that other people are doing: you're making it not cool to do that. You're making it <laughs> no. not you're making it not cool to body shame, and increasingly that's going to become, you know, so uh, 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 socially uh, hated on so. the internet. That it's eventually it's going to become minuscule or wiped out. Man, that's, and so, that's like very optimistic, but I, I fucking no. I mean, so. it ha- doesn't happen overnight, but mm-hmm. it happens because you write stuff like that, and because we become aware of it, and because we become aware of it as a major problem. And um, um, Hanuk, um, the, yeah. the the uh, the the wrestler in Japan, twenty-one-year-old female wrestler, who. Uh, uh, killed herself two or three months ago because of body shaming and bullying on the internet. Uh, when things like that happen, you know, we need to talk about it and we need to, um, you know, make it clear that um, uh, that's not okay. It's not okay to, uh, uh, to harass people like that publicly. And, and I, I couldn't do my job without seeing it constantly. My job is to go answer people's mail and respond to comments and people do not a lot of people did not give a shit about the mean ass things they said to me it was everywhere it's on shutter's fucking site like shutter mon- like take some of that fucking mean shit down please i'm scared to go on shutter site like i get anxiety because i know under a last drive-in there's eight thousand 
Darcy sucks. Darcy's ugly. Darcy's plastic. Fuck Darcy. Like, it's like, god damn, people. Calm down. Like On our actual shutter side. Yes. And it's fucking... And it's been like that since I started the show. And as you said to me, it's like, it's been two fucking years of this. Like, it needs to stop already. And so, like... Well, all of that needs to stop for everybody. I mean, it's like, um, that's not... Uh, we, you know, it's we, fine. We don't have to. But yeah, honestly, I meant to, what I said. Like, I'm not giving people power anymore. I was letting it stop me, too. I was letting it change me, keep me sad, and keep me... Okay, but just because you say you're not going to give it power anymore, that doesn't mean we're going to ignore it. We're That's not going to ignore it. We're going to fight against it. So we're going to fight against it, but also not letting it For other me. people, we're going to fight we're against fucking, it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it's not okay to be like that. It's fucking rude. Like, any anybody making fun of people's weight making fun of people's age, making fun of people's appearance in any way. Fuck y'all. We're all just living, we're dealing with what we are dealt with. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's fucking perfect. I, I just don't get why it became socially okay to just critique anything. Like, like we've had people that are our Bolo Prize winners that have come to me and said, I'm scared to post my, my work because underneath it, especially females, is always stuff about appearance and it gets fucking old. And no one should be You mean afraid. they're afraid to post their photo with their work? Yeah, or make something? videos. Um, I don't want to be specific about who it was, but like make videos, you know, like if they have reviews, YouTube videos or anything like that, they're scared to post. I've been scared. That's why I took my YouTube down. Like I wasn't fucking posting anything okay. for the longest time. But you just brought up the one thing we forgot to talk about in season two, what? which is the first full year of the Silver Bolo Award. Are which, we talking about that? Huh? <laughs> okay. Well, we we, we gave we gave out ten silver bolo awards. It's actually been pretty cool. I wasn't sure when you first did it. It was actually kind of hard because it's changed as we've gone along too. Like you originally told me pick out podcasts, so I'm like, I was listening to like a bajillion podcasts trying to fucking figure out who's the best. And then you like said, well, it doesn't have to be podcasts. Like let's make it sites too. So then it was like podcast insights and then you're like any kind of horror media i'm like well what the fuck is horror media so we're just kind of trying to figure out as we go along but it's been great because there are so many people that a lot of people have never heard of and we get to introduce them to to new work to to check out and, and some of the it's just been really great to be able to introduce yeah. people to these things horror so, media it's a thing and, and <laughs> it is and, a thing and we're honoring it's just what what counts under that that umbrella and, you know? and it's we're, what we're doing is we're we're kind of curating it so that you know it's it's confusing to know where to find There's the just good so stuff much, yeah. and so we're giving awards we to people that, that need more attention the yeah. first the first little bit when i first started doing it, i'm like dear god like like i'm never going to be able to figure this out and now i'm like there's so many. There's so many I want to share. Like, it's really hard to now, like, narrow it down because there's so many people that are worthy of it. And I want to give everybody a below, but... Yeah. Oh, and we should talk about one other thing. When we did One Cut of the Dead... Um, Your speech, I, yes. I, I, I asked... Uh, uh, I was really just trying to uh, tell indie filmmakers to keep, keep going. Um and I said, you know, after you keep going, send me your film. Mm -hmm. But people who already had completed films took that to me. You know, so, okay, we'll send you up our that's film. That's what you mean. So we got, send me so we got all the films. Mm -hmm. and, we have uh, so much to go through. Gosh, and, I'm and, so sorry. And, and it's going to take so long. And we're going through those uh, to try to uh, figure out a way to honor and recognize right. uh, extreme low-budget indie filmmakers who otherwise wouldn't be... Um, uh, recognize it all or their film gets lost on Am right. Amazon Prime because or something. Because a lot of people put their heart and soul and just like want their stories to be told and seen like even if a lot of people aren't even expecting to some, make money from it. And they some just really, want people to see and, it. And some really good films get lost on um, they just end up on Amazon Prime in, an, in, an, in an alphabetical list yes. and you can't you would never find them. You would never figure out that that's a good film as opposed to the one that was made in your cousin's basement that's also listed right there you beside know, that one. It might be good, too. Who's to say? we well, got to watch it. it. Don't it, judge it, it by might, that. No, it <laughs> might be good, but, you know, it, it's um, uh, it's an attempt to try to curate those, too. Right. You know, so it's to, to, to try to uh, give people credit for their good work. So I don't... I know you can't officially announce things yet, but we are coming up with ways that we are going to be able to showcase these. Yeah. So... So eventually people are going to hear about this. It's going to take a little bit of time. I wish it could be instant, but we're going through them and we're going to find a way to promote 
these people that have put so much time in. So everyone that's sending in your movies and your shorts, thank you so much. Have patience. It's going to be, we're going to do what we can to get your good attention for you. How's okay. That? Is that a good way to put it without spoiling yeah. anything? Yeah, okay. that's great. And and Darcy, thank you. We're coming up on that 29 minute, 30 second mark. Are we? I see that, uh, <laughs> I see that we're almost out of time. <laughs> So. Is that your way of saying you're done? <laughs> you're a well, you, you said it was a 30-minute show. I said that's our goal. As long as we get 30 minutes, then we, we, we did good. And now we're at, what, 103. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so we're only, you know, twice as long as the show's supposed to be. Well, so. We had a lot to say. People, you were in hiding most of the season. We haven't seen you. We want to hear from you. This is the first time that I haven't felt like our podcast has been, like, just out of desperation because you're next to me and we're traveling. Like, I really wanted to talk to you this time. So. Oh, you really wanted to talk to me this time? It was All the other times it was just, oh, you know what? I need a podcast for this week and well, you're... And you're in the vicinity, it's, you know. Would you're you, an would easy you hang, hit, that's instead for fucking sure. <laughs> instead of going to the hotel bar and getting a scotch, would you hang around and do Sometimes a podcast? Sometimes we do both. <laughs> that's been our, our greatest moments is when you're also drunk and talking. Yeah, just, just, yeah, okay, yeah, you can drink later. Here, I need a podcast, you know. <laughs> and and this time you actually wanted to talk to me. I that's, wish, that's really honestly, good. that you wouldn't be a podcast co-host, but I'll keep working on you on that. Well, you kind of are, but like, like regularly, I think people want to hear a podcast from you you don't want to do it all on your own because you have a lot that you're undertaking but we could do more be my co-host joe bob you know uh if you'll send an email to my people <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to you in right. 2021 i will absolutely that, you know. do that I'm, I'm gonna contact your people immediately <laughs> all right all right joe bob i will let you go thank you so much for talking to me thank you for being here i'm looking forward to crazy social distance season that we're doing next it was so delightful darcy <laughs> fuck you joe <laughs> all right thanks for listening love you guys bye